0: How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. I'm joined with my guest host again, Noel, my dad.
1: Hey, I am excited to be back.
0: And we got a jam-packed show for you today. We're talking uh, running backs that you should stay away from in this fantasy season, running backs I don't want to see on your team. We also have to talk about sports coming back, sports in just under a month. It is July. And also some really crazy news in sports this week, a lot to get into. Let's run it. As always on the show, we're starting off with news and headlines from the weekend sports. Our first news story is the Lakers have signed J.R. Smith for the rest of the season after losing Avery Bradley, of course. He's opting out of the season. How do you feel about the signing for the Lakers? Well, I, can literally LeBron James live without this guy? I, I mean, he's always, he's, it just feels like he's always next to LeBron. He has to, you know, play with him. And 2018 was his last full season. He played with the Cavs. He averaged eight points, shot 40 from the field, and 38% from three. He's a a decent role player. He's always been a decent role player throughout his career. It's his 17th season in the NBA. Is it really? It's 17 years that J.R. Smith has been in the league. And I think this guy, obviously, I don't think he can bring the defensive level that Avery Bradley Avery Bradley was oh. the best perimeter friend defender on the Lakers this yeah, year. Yeah, no, it's gonna hurt the Lakers
1: losing Avery Bradley for sure. I mean if Jr. Smith can shoot threes, then JR Smith has a place, you know, on the rotation. But I mean right now the only thing he has is a good six pack, uh some pretty good tats, and uh we'll we'll get some good LeBron faces every time uh
0: JR <laughs> goes into Lala. Yeah, line. we're gonna have to JR, go for the go for the layup. You don't have to bring it. If this isn't a this isn't basketball at, at your house, you don't have to bring it past the three point line every time <laughs> you're trying to score. All right, our second uh, story of the day is the NFL shortened their preseason uh, to just two games, and I don't think I think most NBA, NFL fans are happy about this. I mean, this is what the NFL NFL always has had for four preseason games, and no one likes the preseason.
1: No, I, and I get that, and I. I I definitely believe that, you know, they had to do this, but you know, it's definitely concerning. I mean, you know, one of the issues that I'm definitely worried about is injuries. You know, w- w- with four or five preseason games, you could work people in, you could have them play one series or two series or a quarter. You know, now with one or two games, you're going to get the starters in for most of that game. And then also, you have to evaluate the, you know, the the 50 through the, the 90 rook, guys, the rookies, yeah. the, how the, they
0: how they fit with the scheme and Special teams players. Exactly. But training camp is now slated to start on July 28th. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. And this gives them about about three, four weeks to really get in that football shape. That's why most of the—this was an agreement made by the NFL and the NFLPA to really allow some time for the, the players to get in football shape and ready for a real game.
1: Yeah, I just hope it's enough time.
0: I really—yeah. Because usually, you know, they'd have mini camps, and they'd really, even though some of the players are working out, you know, not really, they're not really supposed to, but some are, some aren't, it's just, it's going to be interesting to see come uh, uh, game time. All right, our third story is a big one this week, probably the biggest in sports. The Patriots signed Cam Newton, the former Carolina uh, Panthers quarterback, on a uh, one-year deal, low salary, uh, lots of incentives, I think it was... was just over a million was the was the salary and 500k guaranteed I mean the list of QBs that get more guaranteed money than Cam Newton's getting was ridiculous it had like Joshua Dobbs on there it was it was a little ridiculous but this is a quarterback that I'm not too high on just as a quarterback I, I think he's very lazy I think he he's a mobile quarterback that Hasn't been sacked under 40 times in his career. I just think that's that's a stat that that really bugs me about him. In 2018, his last full season, he he threw for 340, uh, 3,400 yards, 24 touchdowns, and 13 picks. It's it's okay. He's been he deals with a lot of injuries now that he's getting up there in his uh, age a little bit. I could not disagree with you more.
1: I think this signing puts the Patriots back in the driver's seat
0: for either being the one or two seed. You see, this is this is the problem. Is is I want to you know say that it's it's an S eh signing. It's okay, but you know, Bill Belichick. How can I how can I say that I dis, that I don't like this and I don't think it'll make them a good team? It's the the coach that made Matt Castle go eleven and five. I mean, this is this is a coach that I won't doubt on how he can make yeah. Cam Newton a great quarterback again.
1: All right. You you gotta look at a couple things, okay? He was obviously hurt over the last two seasons, right? He had two major injuries. Prior to the injuries though, he was playing at an MVP level.
0: Well well he the one year they went to the Super Bowl Super Bowl fifty against the the Broncos, which obviously he didn't have the best game, he hasn't been the same since, but you I you go you sign a quarterback that really has to prove himself this year to reestablish himself as a starter in the
1: league. So you're saying that the signing of Cam Newton is not an improvement over
0: Jarrett Stidham? Well, here here's the problem I have is what happened to all the Patriot fans and all the you know the rumors that Belichick loves Stidham, uh, the Patriots love Stidham. Obviously, you don't love Stidham, or you wouldn't have another quarterback to come in. Obviously, there's doubts on if Stidham is ready to start yeah
1: and, I, and he probably isn't ready to start and how do you not sign Cam Newton when literally his contract is seven million dollars with all of incentives he's he's got to prove himself to get a long-term contract so this is a perfect scenario he's going to a team that's going to win it's a AFC East that's very easy to win again you know I really don't think any of the three teams are, are, are really any good you know, I think the bills are going to take a step back I think this signing is incredible. I, I think Cam Newton is going to go out,
0: prove everybody wrong. He's healthy now, and watch this guy put up ridiculous stats. We're definitely there. There's definitely going to be a training camp battle with him and Stidham. He's going to win the over battle. the next month. We're going to really see what Belichick likes. Is he going to grow the young quarterback, or does he go with the more experienced Cam Newton? All right. Now our last story today is some baseball news. We have some players opting out of the 2020 season. Uh, Ian Desmond. Mike Leake and Ryan Zimmerman all have opted out of the 2020 season. Uh, Ian Desmond released a statement basically saying that he has four kids, he has a wife, and he really doesn't see how baseball is essential right now. And it's hard to disagree with him. You know, he has he has kids, he has a wife. Sure. He's, he's trying to argue for, for the Black Lives Matter movement a lot of stuff is going on right now, and he feels that it's just not essential to play baseball right now.
1: Listen, I, you,
0: everybody's got an individual opinion on
1: what they want to do, where they want to, you know have risk in their life. You know, this is a, a, a you know, it is baseball and it, while it is his career, you know, he, he has to make decisions that are best for him. You know, the bigger problem at hand is I don't think this is gonna be the only three.
0: Yeah, well, well, the only three in baseball, but then other sports, you've seen you've seen a number of players in the in the NBA. There's talk of some. There really hasn't been a, a player in the NFL that said it, but there's talk. Chris Jones has said it. At Le'Veon Bell. They're not sure if they're going to play, but that's that's part of coronavirus, part of a, a dangerous situation. But also there's contracts. Are, are players going to get their money? It's a it's a it's a very tough situation for players right now. Okay, but look at it this way.
1: All right, what's the impact of players that are starters on their teams that are valuable players on their teams opting to back out of this season and then coming back when things are better next year are they going to be openly welcomed back by
0: their teammates it's true because some people are viewing this as you go do you you have more important stuff to take care of you have a family you're fighting for you know social matters in the world right now but there's other players that are that are saying you know wow you really can't you know Play for your team, fight for a championship. You know, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to play with you. So there's a lot of there's a lot of opinions out there, and it's it's very tough for the players. Bradley Beal the other day released a statement, and he said, "I just don't know. I'm not swayed one way or the other because he really wants to play basketball, as everyone, you know, in the NBA does. But yet he also, you know, there's stuff more important to basketball, like his health. He doesn't know if the the whole circle will work. It's it's a tough situation
1: yeah there's no doubt it's a tough situation but you know candidly i mean look at the basketball situation right they're starting up in a in in a month right they're all coming down to orlando in three days or four days next week you know um what's interesting to me is there's going to be a toll mentally on people having to stay in their hotel they Mm -hmm. can't venture out they have to you know basically stay for if they run the, the
0: course of the uh the NBA playoffs—they could be there till like October. Yeah. Well, the other thing—or did you see uh, Stephen A. Smith the other day? Stephen A. Smith on ESPN said uh, players are going to have a tough time being away from their their wives or their girlfriends. If, if you know what I'm talking about, I don't want to get too uh, into <laughs> detail. But he said maybe that's a you know a big deal for some players. There. <laughs> Listen, it's going to be a mental toll, a physical toll, the mental toll of any of these
1: types of seasons where they are going to be isolated. Right, they're going to be in a bubble. They're going to have to deal with the mental strain of keeping themselves not from going crazy. I mean, look at me. I've been
0: working at home for three months, and I'm going mm-hmm. ap- crazy. You know, well, I mean. Well, staying on the the baseball track, right into our first kind of discussion is baseball. We're they're discuss, they've discussed it took a while, but they finally got a a structure in place of a sixty game season, and we're just talking about what does this mean for baseball because. 60 games is it's not it's it's nothing it's in nothing. baseball. A baseball season is 162 games and 60 games is 37% of a normal season. <laughs> now, in terms of the NFL, that's six games and in NBA that's 30.
1: Yeah, it I, I think it's insane. Um I mean, I I'm, I was kind of I'm definitely the, of the side that I want to see sports, but I don't want to see these condensed seasons where you're going to put people at you know in definitely injury risk and you know candidly what do you get out of 60 games i mean do these people even get into the mode and get hot and and start to get in a rhythm with, within you know what 30 40 50 games well
0: how many games how many players do you see that don't get into a rhythm till maybe after the all-star break totally but now they're even, there even there's not a a second half of the season it's just you know 60 games that's not even half a regular season. Are they going to have an All-Star game after 25 games? I don't think they're <laughs> going to have an All-Star game. But, I think that's the least of their worries. But, well, right now they're they're planning to start the season on July 23rd. This was another interesting thing with uh that I, the, the baseball is they're, they were the latest to come up with a plan, yep. but yet they're starting the earliest. It, this is 3 weeks away. It's crazy. I don't I don't what? see this I don't see this happening in three weeks. With two weeks of training camp. Two weeks, I just, it doesn't seem realistic. How many pitchers are going to need
1: Tommy John surgery when they blow out their exactly. elbows? Exactly. How many players are going to tear hamstrings and things
0: when they're running around the bases? I think baseball, the MLB handled this very poorly. Yeah. I think this should have been, you know, neg- there was a lot of of reports that, you know, the commissioner said that it was always going to be a 60 game season. Well then why was there so much discussion? Why was there so much you know we're not uh the players didn't want to take this deal. Uh the MLB didn't want to take this deal. This should have been done a month a month yeah ago.
1: So let me ask you this question, okay? So AJ you played football, you played baseball, I did. you played basketball growing up, mm-hmm. right? How sloppy were the first couple of
0: games of every season? It's in it's in any sport and any any league, any age. You have in a sport, you have to get warmed up, and that's not just for a singular game. It's for an entire season, no matter how many games, no matter the difficulty of play. Yeah,
1: and I just think that there's we're gonna see some sloppy baseball. It might not. Well,
0: I'm curious if it's even gonna be watchable. Well, baseball already is hard to watch, you know, nice. a full game. But now we're gonna have to watch sloppy sloppy baseball. But you know. Sports, sports are are coming back, so (laughs) I I might be watching a whole entire baseball game this season. But some key dates for for this MLB season: uh, supposed to start July uh twenty third, go till September twenty seventh, and then the playoffs last until November first november how cold is it going to be if they're playing in new york it's it might be snowing when the mets are in the world series oh i like the mets in the world (laughs) series i don't know where you came Uh, the the trade deadline (laughs) is august 31st and there's been a lot of uh they're still discussing this is the 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 troubling part i have with baseball we're they're supposed to start in three weeks but yet they're still they don't have a a frame of how this season's going to work do they even have a schedule? They they don't have a schedule. <laughs> They're still discuss discussing. They have one of two options. They have a they have three ten team divisions based on geography. So the AL East and the NL East combine and hmm. and become one division, and so on for the the West and the Central. But there's another option, where it's ten games against divisional opponents for a total of forty games. And the other twenty games are against the. Five other teams in the other geographical division yeah
1: it's just it's crazy i mean you know and and in a sport that has so much reliance on statistics you know how many home runs Mm -hmm. what's the rbis what was your era i mean how much is this season going to just basically be a a throwaway
0: well some other some other things in uh that they're adding this year a universal dh which i always thought was was a little bizarre that that in 20 you know (laughs) this is the 2000s that we don't have a a universal DH, and that it took this long to get one. But they're they're still negotiating a safety and a health protocol. They don't know, you know, is this going to be played in a bubble? Is this going to be... They want to, you know, have travel, travel to everyone's uh, home stadium. But they want to limit those travel. But they want to limit the travel with the, you know, combining divisions and keeping it all in one area. But you're still traveling to a, a city with a pandemic going on. Is this... Will this last? What what happens if, you know, three games into the season, the Detroit Tigers travel to Chicago, you know, Chicago and the pitcher that day has a fever? You know, what, like, what I just don't see how you have the NBA and the NHL that have a bubble. I think that works well because I think these guys want to get back to playing sports so bad that they will... You know, stay within the guidelines. Well, and they already had their season for the most part. They had their season, but I mean, they just want to get to the playoffs. They just want to have their playoffs, and they will follow that. But this is your tra- You're still this is a regular season, even though it's only sixty games. You're still traveling to everyone's stadium. I just don't see how this this works for a full season. Can't we just make the Mets the champions and we don't even have to play? I'm all for that. <laughs> I don't see anyone. I don't hear anyone disagreeing. But it it's gonna be tough. I think. Sports in general, everyone is just waiting for them to come back. But I, I, f- I have this this deep gut feeling that this isn't gonna be you know, this isn't gonna be a smooth ride. No, definitely, it's not gonna be. It's the dates that are set now. We think are you know set. In, they're not gonna be set in stone. No, I think for for baseball, I just don't see this happening. How. They've scheduled it. Yeah, I agree. All right, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Welcome back to the Sports Appeal, our fantasy segment for today. We're talking five running backs to stay away from for fantasy 2020. These are running backs that we think are just they're so overhyped. Their ADPs are too high. Running backs that, bottom line, shouldn't be on your team. Let the other let the other teams in your in your draft draft these players. These these are players that you should be skipping on. And uh, at worst should be on your bench as a bench running back. But let's get right into it. I got at at number five, Darius Geis. Darius guys with an ADP of 74. The dude is just injury prone. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, since college, the dude, how many times has this dude? Four. Four times. Four times he's hurt his knee. He's hurt his knee.
1: ACL reconstruction, in, meniscus, in, knee sprain, unless MCL. You're,
0: unless you're his teammate, Adrian Peterson, mm. who has dealt with all those injuries and still is a productive back today. Why on earth? Would you draft this guy? This guy has had 49 touches, and he's going in his third season. Yeah. I mean, Adrian Peterson is the only running back, unless someone
1: can tell me otherwise, that has ever returned to form from a devastating knee injury.
0: The other thing is that there's so many running backs on Washington is going to be awful this year.
1: Yes. I can't wait. Awful. I'm actually excited about that.
0: (laughs) They're just, they've been awful for so long, and they will continue to be awful. You have Peterson, you have Bryce Love, Peyton Barber, and J.D. McKissick, and then Darius Geis slots in there somewhere.
1: Yeah, well, you see, the problem with Darius Geis is people still think of him as the guy at LSU who was on the same team as Leonard Fournette. Exactly. Who, who led the SEC in rushing. He is a fragment of that dude now.
0: Well, he has the potential. Well, if you there's, give there's, him brand new knees. There's, not, there's <laughs> nothing to say that this guy isn't a good running back there's just a problem he's has you know he has terrible knees the guy blew his knee out in his first NFL game His first NFL game you know I feel bad for the dude because this guy I watched in college a lot a great running back
1: yeah
0: well we're gonna get to other people who are great in college but don't deserve high rankings here in the exactly but I think this is a guy that maybe you take a flyer on Nah. if if you use as a bench running back but in between bye weeks or an injury to to one of your starters, but he will not be on my team in any shape or form. I'm I'm a hundred percent with you. I'm staying away from Darius Geis, in all my leagues. But I'm also staying away from Peterson. I'm staying away from the whole entire Redskins yeah r- running back situation. But Geis is the highest rated on all of them, and and he's just he's just way too high. Seventy four, way too high for me on. The draft boards, I'm staying away from Derek's guys.
1: Yeah, I don't even
0: believe he should be drafted,
1: candidly. Alright, so my first uh overrated and he hasn't played a single down in the NFL yet is Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who was on the Kansas City Chiefs. So this is one of those where again, I literally loved watching this guy play in college. He was great. He was great. He was literally, he was a highlight film on every mm-hmm. single down. I mean it was like Burrow would just find him, dump it off,
0: hand it off, move. He him. reminds me of Darren Sproles. Totally. I feel like this Absolutely. guy could definitely be a player that plays, you know, 18 seasons in the NFL and just be a a receiving back, someone that that makes plays, you know, catches a lot of screen passes and gets yeah. a lot of yards, but Okay, but let's
1: let, let's break this down, okay? He's 5 foot 7. He's so yeah, feet. so he is Darren Sproles. You know, yeah, he's a big boy at 207. But at the end of the day, um, we were looking up the stats of the projections for this year, and ESPN had him projected with 188 carries, 823 yards, seven
0: TDs, with 42 receptions. That's not going to happen. For, first of all, have, have we forgot about Damian Williams? About Damian Williams? The, the dude was a nobody. Yep. Won the Super Bowl last year with the Chiefs. Hard-nosed running now, back. Now he's just written off?
1: No, and look, at the end of the day, Patrick Mahomes is throwing the ball 5,000 times for f- there's 8,000 yards. They're not handing the ball off to Clyde Edward Hilaire. If anything, he will be a third-down catching specialist, but there is no way I am drafting him with an ADP of 34. No. That's insane. This guy would basically be somebody I picked up because I had a bye week, everybody else was injured, and I needed a second running back, you know, for one game.
0: Why? Why is... I don't understand the logic of why he's that high on the board. The Chiefs have so many weapons. Yeah. Why is... He is on the lower of of the weapons. They, they have Sammy Watkins. They got Tyreek Kill. They have Miko Hardman. They have Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. This guy... In what world is he getting 180
1: carries? Not a chance. There's and-
0: just no way that this... This team has, hasn't been a running football team for a while and... I don't think they they drafted him for that purpose. He's going to be a guy that comes in on third downs and catches a lot of balls. I see that, but I don't see him, you know, as a true running back as no. a starting running. Back. No,
1: and the and like everybody else, Kansas City is a running back by committee. They have. Elijah McGuire. They have Darwin Thompson. Deand- they picked up DeAndre Washington. They've got the two Williams, Damian and Darrell. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, th- Clyde Edwards is going to see the field, but he's not going to be a top 30 running back.
0: Come yeah, on, th- this is – out of this group, I would say Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, don't even think about it. I don't want to see him on your team. I I want to see – you know, if you draft Clyde Edwards-Hilaire – it's don't because come, Damian Williams got hurt. It's it's because Damian Williams got hurt in, in in the time frame from this episode to to the to your fantasy draft. I don't want to see him on your team at all. Agreed. Uh number number three for me, I got David Montgomery. David Montgomery was on our last episode when we were doing run, under the radar running backs, and you picked David or uh David Montgomery yes. as an underrated radar. What running
1: the heck guy. are you doing?
0: This this guy David Montgomery is was so, I I didn't. I'm being honest. Before last year, doing who the heck was David Montgomery? This I saw this guy on draft boards, and I was like, who the heck is David Montgomery? And he didn't even have a good season. The dude, the dude had 250 carries for 880 yards. He averaged three yards per carry. I'm aware. Not not great. No. Not very good. No. He but- averaged one yard. After the catch, one yard. <laughs> if you threw me the ball, I could run more than one yard down the field. <laughs> Can you? I mean, are this, you sure? This guy, at the end of the day, he is a. His ADP is 49.
1: 49. You're going to eat your words. This is the one area where I actually. I am so sure you are wrong. I have this unbelievable feeling of a breakout star, and you're going to see it this year. So you you play that side because we're going to come back in about week
0: four, five, or six, and I'm going to make you the laughingstock. He finished as the 24th best running back in fantasy. Now, that's not awful if he's your second running back. Finished 24th. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But now he's projected the same stats this year. Why? How, how does he... He's projected 40 catches. How is that gonna happen? You have Tariq Cohen taking most of the third down catches away. There's just no way this guy, this these stats from you know from ESPN are just they're they're too astronomical. I, I don't see it happening. David Montgomery, I'm when I'm in, you know, when I'm in the, the third or fourth round and I see David Montgomery as the number one. I'm I'm deleting I'm deleting him I, I don't want to see his name I will not pick him in the in draft this year Well don't worry I'm gonna pick him before you so we're good well, When 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 I you know when when you have when your record's one in one in twelve whatever and I you made have, the finals and last David, year and David Montgomery you know is just and you w- w- wait till week eight. Okay. When we when when David Montgomery has lost the starting job to Tariq Cohen again, and then you have to drop him, let me know. So are you ready to put a bet down? I will put a bet down on okay. this. Okay, twenty bucks. We're, we're marking it right here so everyone
1: can hear. All right, twenty dollars that by the eighth game, David Montgomery has at least four hundred yards rushing and at least six touchdowns.
0: You can't see it, but a handshake was just <laughs> was just made on that bet. I'll take it any day.
1: All right. Now for number two, what do you have? All right. So, I'm going to put a little shocker out there. I mean, some of these are pretty obvious that we you know, we feel we should stay away from, but I'm going to give you a top name running back that I feel that is going to regress and I think is way overrated. And that is Josh Jacobs on the
0: Oakland Raiders. I I can't I can't see I can't possibly see where you're going with this. This guy This guy I took, I was very high on Josh Jacobs last year. I thought he was going to be a great running back for the Raiders and he was. Okay. He was great. This is my segment. Hold on there, buddy. <laughs> I all right. see it. First of all, okay, in a
1: 16-game season where he played every game, which is good on him, he had five games over 100 yards, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, he did average 4.8 yards a carry, and he had 242 carries for 1,150 yards and seven touchdowns. He doesn't catch the ball out of the backfield. The guy had literally 20 catches all year. They're not going to throw him the ball. The Raiders are going to be definitely worse than they were last year. Mm-hmm. Their quarterback's terrible. And quite honestly, I just don't feel with, you know, they added Devontae Booker. They've added a couple other running backs to the, to the group. I just feel like Josh Jacobs was a average, average running back. Now, I'm not saying that, hey, 1,100 yards is a good person to have on your team. I don't see it going higher. I could see him, you know, being a 1,000-yard rusher, but everybody could be a 1,000-yard rusher in the, in, in the NFL. I don't see this guy taking the step to 1300, 1400, 1500, 10, 12 uh touchdowns to to basically uh justify him being a top, you know, 13, 14, 15 uh, running back. Well, I I
0: heavily disagree with this. This guy I felt like always produced for me last year in fantasy. I I felt like always I had a 15 from this guy. This guy you know, he was never never a letdown in at any week in the season. I I I think his production might take a dip because I think the Raiders really want to, you know, have a passing team because that's the way, you know, that NFL is going. They drafted Ruggs. I don't see his—I see his production maybe taking a dip, but I like this guy still as a starting running back on my team. Okay, so here's my biggest
1: problem with it, okay, is expectation. Mm-hmm. you know, Every place you look at a ranking, he ranks between 7 and 10 this year. Well, he is not, his, He has to take a, a step higher. His
0: ranking is is high. It I has agree. to
1: go higher. Meanwhile, if he is not going to be a 1,400-yard running back, he's not going to be a double-digit running back, and mm-hmm. he's not going to have a 40-50 reception type year, you can't put him in the top
0: 10. Well, if you look at all the top running backs this year, whether it's Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, I could go on. Aaron Derek Jones, Derrick Henry. These are guys that have a rushing attack and a receiving attack. Josh Jacobs didn't really have the receiving attack last year. It'll hurt a lot of people in PPR leagues, and and he's he might be a liability there.
1: Yeah. Well, trust me. He ain't getting. He's not worth the. He's not a top three or four round dra- uh, drafty. And he's somebody that I definitely could see being on the team. Don't get me wrong. He's a low RB1, high
0: RB2 for me. Well, I'm st- I'm st- I'm going to take this guy whether you know it's in. I know his ADP is a little high, but I'm really going to look to take this guy in a third and a fourth round as my RB2. Uh, the final one on our list, number one on the running backs that you should stay away from, shouldn't draft this year. It's a little controversial and I hate doing this, Because I love this man, and I'm I have to go with Ezekiel Elliott here. Oh, come on! I have to do it. Come on! You guys can't see, but you know I'm looking behind me and I see both my Zeke jerseys on my wall. And your Zeke Fathead. And my Zeke Fathead. They're they're both. They're all three of them are on the wall. I hate doing this to Zeke Elliott. Why are you doing this? I just can't see him being a top four running back in fantasy this year. Here's the pro- here's the problem. You have four elite fantasy running backs on on most draft boards. Christian McCaffrey is the clear number 1 pick. You shouldn't pick anyone but Christian McCaffrey. Agreed. Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, and Alvin Kamara. On you'll go to a billion different sites or Derek Henry. You'll see a billion or Derrick Henry. You'll see a billion different sites that have their ADP's 1 through 4 randomized. But Somewhere, Ezekiel Elliott is his ADP is two to four. In no way, if you have a top four pick, are you picking Zeke Elliott over Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, and even Devin, even Derrick Henry, or maybe I, even Dalvin Cook? You're talking about guys that okay, but he, are hold, the focal points of their offense. Hold on, and
1: Zeke's not. I
0: I don't. I think the the Cowboys. They made a statement. They drafted Ceedee Lamb. They have a healthy Amari Cooper and a rising Michael Gallup and a rising Blake Jarwin. Tony Pollard is a. They have a, a good backup running back that they love to uh, put in on third downs. There's just there's only so much touches that can go around. I mean, Zeke had three. They're, they're projecting him have 300 carries again. He had 300 carries last year. I just don't see it. I okay, don't I,
1: I don't see him having 300 carries, but I do see the Cowboys putting up about 75 points a game, so there should be plenty of uh, opportunity for everybody.
0: The only the only thing I can see is he maybe he leads the league in touchdowns as a running back for running backs. I you know, the Cowboys they're obviously going to score a lot this year. They're going to be in the red zone a lot. He could get those red zone touches, but but this is they also have him at fifty-seven receptions. Yeah, and I just there's just no way there's you have four. You don't four see guys. him catching four catches a game. You have a, you have four guys on the receiving end that are all gonna get targets from Dak. I just don't see him. Oh, there's gonna be plenty of dump offs. There's gonna be plenty of opportunities. You have to get the ball in his hands. Here's the problem. I think that people. That are ranking these players are caught up on last season without taking anything into consideration that this is a new this is a new coordinator, new head coach, new offensive scheme, new team because you know they've lost people on the offensive line, added some some wide receiver help, added some tight end help. Time this out. is timeout. This is a guy. Timeout. I gotta call timeout. This. Is... Are you
1: saying that you wouldn't
0: draft Zeke or you think
1: he's not a top four running back this year?
0: I will say this. The point I'm trying to make is if Ezekiel Elliott, if you're in a league where he is you know, you have let's say you have a second pick
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Christian McCaffrey's gone and Zeke Elliott is the number one on your board, I don't want to see you take him over Saquon Barkley or uh, Alvin Kamara. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that, of
1: course. But if, if if I'm in the first round and I and I'm picking seventh or
0: eighth, I'm picking Zeke. Again, if he falls to later in the first round, you know, that's you're you have getting... the seventh pick, you're not picking him? It depends what's out there, but all I'm saying is is his ADP is, is two, three, or four. Fine, so There's, he might be five, six, or seven. He's not twenty. You can't I, I won't be picking him this year in Good. in leagues because Great. Because of just the, the expectation that he's gonna be a workhorse back this year, I just don't see that happening.
1: That's awesome because now I get Zeke and David Montgomery as my two running backs and I'll win the league. I'll I'll take I'll
0: take Saquon Barkley and I don't even know Devin Singletary. There you go. I will gladly give you that. And I guarantee them as as a duo have more points than Zeke and and David Montgomery. There's just I I, would love to, I, I think stats. we should try to do that. I, I would love to see that because then we can make a bigger bet. I, I I just see the stats are just so overprojected. This guy, they 57 catches for 500 yards. Yeah. I da, can see Dak that. threw for almost 5,000 yards and had two 1,000 yard receivers. There's just not enough passes. There are not enough yards to go around. So, All right, so you're obviously a bright kid and and have good math
1: skills. If he throws for 5,000 yards and you have two 1,000-yard receivers,
0: there's 3,000 yards to go around. But there's also Tony Pollard. Yeah. Great third-down running back. He's going to be in on a lot of the catching plays. Uh, Blake Jarwin, C.D. Lamb. There's a lot of weapons that are before Zeke in the passing game, in the game as... As a whole, I see this team going to be a pass-first team. Zeke loses. Now, is Zeke going to still be a great running back? Of course. He's he's a top two running back in the league. But in, in terms of fantasy, I don't see this guy just having a great season. Don't waste, if you have a top four pick, do not waste it on Zeke. Take another player like Saquon Barkley that is going to have a huge year Saquon Barkley has the opportunity to possibly finish you know close to Christian McCaffrey I don't think there's anybody that's gonna say Christian McCaffrey won't finish with the most fancy points but Saquon Barkley is just the Giants are going to run the football every play yeah. they have no one to throw to they upgraded the offensive line for a reason this is gonna be the 2016 Cowboys when Zeke's rookie year and all they did was run with Zeke because they had a great offensive line and a great running back All they did was run with Zeke, or screen, or screen with Zeke. Mm -hmm. Now you have a—it's a different team for the Cowboys. Uh, Zeke's just not going to get the workload that he once had. Mm -hmm. That's going to do it for today's episode. If you enjoyed the Sports Appeal podcast, share it with your dad, share it with your mom, share it with a friend. Sports are back in just about a month. Take care, everyone.